0: The beauty in, I see in people is them being themselves, is don't worry about someone else's expectations of you. Be you. I think shifting the emphasis towards you know, caring for yourself so that you feel
1: nourished, at least in my experience, is what has led to feeling my most beautiful.
2: Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host, Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hello Beauty. Today, we have two special guests Julie Sawai and Brian Woodbury. They are founders of the company Needed. Needed is a powder supplement from Algae, and they support um, brain function, heart health, inflammatory response, and overall wellness and they are focused on Omega-3. Julie and Ryan, welcome to Hello Beauty. Thanks so much for having us, we're happy to be here. Really excited to be here, thank Great. you. So I wanna do a deep dive. Tell me about your each of your backgrounds and what were you like as a kid growing
1: up and what was your first paying job?
0: Julie, wanna kick it off? Sure.
1: Um, so I grew up in a family of, um, of Medical doctors and nurses. Um, my dad is a cardiologist. My mom is a is a nurse. My sister, who's two years older than me, ended up becoming a doctor, um, and grew up in a family that where med- medicine was very much a, a topic of conversation. Um, as well as my dad is um, is Lebanese. He's a second generation Lebanese American, and um, grew up eating big family dinners, um, gathered with the extended family. And um, one of my first jobs was working in my dad's medical practice. Um, I was working at the front desk, checking patients in and was really struck by the fact that most of the patients that my dad was seeing were already sick. They had multiple diagnoses, um, oftentimes had both diabetes and a heart condition. And um, really from a young age, I think this Stood in contrast to the health of my extended family that mm-hmm. ate um, a very traditional based diet that was very heavy on healthy produce, um, olive oil, a lot of the things that you would associate with a Mediterranean diet. And um, so I think from a very young age, my interest was peaked in and around the differences between medicine and maybe more of a natural approach to maintaining health. Um, Fast forward to college, I ended up pursuing a different path, decided not to go into medicine, but instead studied economics. And by my senior year of college, ended up focusing a lot of my time on studying food deserts, which are areas underserved by access to healthy foods, and really became very passionate about understanding nutritional access. Um, And although I didn't end up going into policy work outside of um, outside of undergrad, I ended up working and in investing. This passion of better understanding the connection between the foods we eat, um, our communities, and our health really stood with me, I think, until until the point of meeting Ryan in business school. Um,
0: Ryan, yeah. great. Yeah, what was your background? <laughs> Let's see. So, me as a kid, I was always outside with a menagerie of animals in tow. I bred (laughs) bunnies with my next door neighbor, so in some ways my first source of income was selling those bunnies to a local pet store. Um, I had a lizard, a monitor lizard that ended (laughs) up growing to be six feet long, and a whole host of other kind of crazy live animals and specimens that I was collecting, and I think really found my greatest enjoyment outside. And I think as a young kid, remember just the connection between our health and the environment making sense to me from a very early age. And uh, my dad grew up here in Los Angeles, not too far from where we are right now. And I remember learning as a kid that when he grew up, he could not see the mountains most days um, because the L.A. skyline was so often shrouded in a heavy pollution layer. And my dad actually suffers from lung damage to this day. And it was a very kind of stark early memory of oh my gosh, this environment being outside, something I love so much, can actually kind of hurt you. And I think that was an ultimate guiding light through much of what else I did thereafter. Um, In middle school, I started volunteering at um, Heal the Bay uh, in an aquarium they run underneath the Santa Monica Pier that teaches environmental advocacy and looks to protect the Los Angeles County uh, watersheds and ocean um, and kind of danced from one step to another from there, figuring out where I wanted to be in this connection between our environment and health and doing everything from working for an environmental reporter for Southern California Public Radio mm-hmm. to majoring in environmental science and working with a, a med school professor to develop a nutrition curriculum to realizing that there's a lot of power in um, consumer businesses and really telling those stories and empowering consumers that they have um an ability to say a lot by where they choose to spend their dollars so pissed off a number of my (laughs) environmental science professors in college and ended up doing a 180 and working um, in consumer investment banking Mm -hmm. um and it was wonderful to turn to that and then working in venture capital to work with a number of young and emerging companies a lot in the nutritional space. And ultimately, I think wanted to come back to um, I think what is the strongest connection between health and the environment and is that is just how much food impacts your internal environment and your ability to then show up in the world. hmm. I understand that you guys met at
2: business school. Was it evident when you guys were just friends that you were going to get into the, you know, dietary supplement industry or health industry?
0: In some ways, very obvious. I think we, we met – this is Ryan speaking – but we met – As next-door neighbors, we were assigned to be next-door neighbors our first year Uh of business school. And I think the company grew extraordinarily organically Mm -hmm. from both of us kind of realizing and sharing research papers and recipes and hosting friends over and cooking for them that we had a very strong connection in and around food and health. And conversations went on around what was missing for us and feeling truly nourished. Mm-hmm. And I think we realized, despite having knowing a lot about nutrition, we both have nutrition certifications, spend a lot of mm-hmm. time um, studying this in our free time, that we were actually had significant gaps in each of our diets for different reasons, whether it be lifestyle choices to just some genetic factors that made it difficult to get everything we needed from food alone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this is because, you know, back to the environmental piece, our food system, even if you do all the right thing, is so depleted, um, that there was a role for supplements in each of our ultimate feeling our best in health but in looking at the supplements market we were both probably underwhelmed and overwhelmed mm-hmm. at the same time Um that there's there's so much there's so many different products but the information and product quality is um, quite horrible in most cases and i think we really set out to make products that were much much better than those mm-hmm. available and to have the support of um, fundamental focused nutritional education rather than most much of what is out there which is very trend driven yes um and really a community of fellow learners because we knew we didn't have all the answers mm-hmm. um we instead we're able to spend a ton of time asking a ton of questions and learning from others, whether it be other consumers to a whole host of experts.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the
0: only thing I'd add
1: is that I think if you had asked me, the, the, the funny thing is both Ryan and I applied to business school wanting to start companies that redefine the wellness paradigm. I think mm-hmm. neither of us probably would have expected it to be a supplements company. Yeah. We both took that food first approach, but in – better understanding our own health, doing nutrition tests, we realized, as Ryan said, that we had real gaps in the diet. So if you're going to make supplements and you need to take them, they might as well work in the body as close as possible to real food. Totally.
0: And what's cool is we realized that business school basically gives you this amazing Mm -hmm. time of two years of just exploration. and. I think in some ways we started working on this, you know, day one of business school and but had the opportunity through the classroom environment and the alumni base mm-hmm. to just continuously interview and do a bunch of consumer need testing and practitioner need testing um, and identified yeah. Omega-3 as something that we were both deficient in but also something that so many other consumers were because mm-hmm. the the form factors that it's sold in right now are for a whole host of reasons don't work well. And what's exciting is sort of with identifying that need and then um, being able to see it, we also were able to reconnect with um, an incredible team of scientists that I actually had looked at investing in five years earlier yeah. um, when I worked in venture capital that had Sort of our mission driven alignment, but also um, the sort of biochemistry and natural system understanding to really be able to bring this product to life.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, you raised $2.15 million um, through Able Partners and Fin Capital Partners. Did they have an influence in your in the beginning stages of your uh, your business, like from the prototype of the product, the design, the packaging, as well as just defining the community and as well as the consumers? And what is your advice for those that are, you know, probably like would want to take the same route as you in asking
1: for funding and receiving funding? Sure. So I think our perspective was starting out, and and it could have been because we both had investing backgrounds, but Mm -hmm. we started from the premise of defining for ourselves what our ideal partners would look like. Mm -hmm. And and ultimately, that's how we view our investors as, as really thought partners in all aspects of the business. Everything you mentioned from packaging to supply chain to how we're going to build this community of practitioners and consumers we're doing a lot of things for the first time that haven't yet been done. And and finding partners who were aligned on that mission and up for stepping outside of the the traditional direct to consumer um, go to market strategy, I think, was was first and foremost. And and finding investors who were mission aligned to, you know, needed as a public benefit corporation, our mission of making better nutrition products and education more accessible is baked into our company structure and and finding investors that were really believers in that was really important. I think probably otherwise, we're really excited to have investors like Able and like our lead investor segment who are women-led investment companies and women at the helm. Our target consumer is a woman. We're obviously women. And... I think um, having that alignment in terms of understanding of the consumer was was really meaningful to us. And, and we've been very fortunate to have a lot of really mission-aligned men around the table as well, um, including our, our former bosses from our investing days. I think first and foremost, the most important thing and the advice that I would offer um, other entrepreneurs looking to raise money is to is to start with what kind of business are you trying to build and, and what is your criteria for partners and go from there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is needed and why is it so important? When I first received this, Ashley, I was very interested because one, of course, it looks very cute, the packaging <laughs> and even the design, the typography. And what is interesting about it is mainly because it is only focused on omega three. Could you please expound on that?
0: Absolutely. So. We have big ambitions for Needed and really wanting to be much more of a pharmacy of the future to be Mm -hmm. able to offer products and educational information in a community across a whole host of needs. We think of ourselves overall as a a thoughtful nutrition company and have begun starting to hint at some of this broader storytelling of – what is missing in the nutrition landscape? And we want to be your partner in helping educate you in that. Um, our Instagram is an interesting example of that at Nourishment is Needed, that is telling an incredible story about what has been missing from the nutrition landscape. But in order to deliver on our product quality standards, because we have. Um, high standards for how well we want every product to perform in your body and work Mm -hmm. in your life from, you know, every ingredient to how it ends up getting put to use. We really needed to start with just one need at a time um, to be able to do one thing really, really well, because this is a product that's gosh, been in development with experts for many, many years now and building it from scratch. And it is novel versus most of the other things that are out there. Um, Mm -hmm. And started with omega-3, I think because um, omega-3 is a fundamental nutrient at every stage of life. Um, It is important for young babies in utero all the way through um, maintenance in and around healthy aging. And it is something that we heard from our practitioners again and again, that it's one of the things that they, we should say maybe that we sell both direct to consumer and through a network of healthcare practitioners Mm -hmm. um, that we've been um, our referral partners on our behalf, um, but also um, help produce education and then work on product development with us as well. But we saw from them again and again that Omega-3 was an area where there were some of the highest deficiencies in their patient base, mm-hmm. and then some of the the largest both bioavailability and absorption issues, whereby existing products weren't working well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the for most of, of you know your listeners who've tried an omega three product, you know, there's a usual association of a big pill. Often it's rancid if you're buying it yeah. off the shelf at a drugstore. Um, You know, often you'll end up with a burp back effect and sometimes the taste is quite strong. Um, Our ability to make a product that, as Ryan mentioned, is both far better absorbed, about five times better absorbed than that drugstore equivalent, and also that is easier to take and you can put it in your smoothie or hide it in your kid's oatmeal in the morning Mm -hmm. was such a differentiator and, and I think something that we felt very strongly deserves the proper um it's proper kind of moment before we move on to other products hmm and that proper absorption is the liposome right
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to us about the liposomes. Those are very interesting because it's like, for those that don't know, right, it helps with absorption.
0: How serious into the science do you want to get here? (laughs) We
2: have all day. Just kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's very interesting. I do want to share that information to my listeners. Absolutely. And I think it's funny, on our website, we Mm -hmm. sort of Mm -hmm. set up the description of liposomes along a spectrum in terms of how deep do you want to go into the science. And I think maybe (laughs) we'll give the, the starter version now and then any... Anyone can uh, reach out to us to to talk in more in depth. But um, liposomes are natural molecular carriers. They're found in nature. They're found in breast milk. They're found in your small intestine. They're found in wild salmon. And they're basically a structure that nature uses to package nutrients such that they can be better absorbed and better delivered. Um, And we have been able to recreate that, putting our omega-3 from algae in um, phospholipids, a type of fat from sunflower lecithin, to create these tiny, tiny little structures that allows your body to recognize the the active or the payload it wants to deliver the omega-3 as ready to be absorbed and put to use. And it also protects it in all of those stages before digestion such that you don't have as much of the, the taste effect because it is a a natural taste masking mechanism Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have the same impact on your stomach to create the extreme kind of burp backs you may get from a more standard kind of fish oil capsule
2: yes um with regular fish oil i actually experienced burping throughout the day like, not even just once after, but, like, throughout the day until, like, night time. And then with your product, when needed, I tried it yesterday with my turmeric latte. I was just having it. I tested it out, and I mixed it. It mixed well with the powders as well as the almond milk. And when I tried it, it, there was a slight, very, very slight fish taste, but it did not ruin my drink at all. I still enjoyed it. And I feel like I, I do, in a sense, maybe, I don't know if it's just all mental, but I do feel that there is that feeling of um like improvement in my system just because i've maybe it's the liposomes (laughs) that are working (laughs) um and uh, i do also want to touch base on omega-3 and it's like autoimmune diseases have been like you know rampant lately and i feel like with what you mentioned earlier it does help with inflammatory responses
0: yeah, mm-hmm. omega three yeah. plays two main roles in the mm-hmm. body. So there's two main there's two main types of usable forms of omega three EPA mm-hmm. and DHA. It's yes. mm-hmm. what you've probably heard of, or a lot of kind of moms listening have heard probably yeah. often about DHA. That is different than ALA, which is what you get from plants, mm-hmm. which has to go through a multi stage conversion process in order to be usable by the body. Which makes it why you hear often that. Fish is really your only good Mm -hmm. source of omega-3s and or algae whereby the fish get their omega-3s from. But omega-3 does two main things. One, DHA, which um, I think a lot of our beauty listeners will like this, ends up supporting cell membrane structure. Mm -hmm. So you see that both in skin and for the brain. And then EPA is related to the inflammatory kind of response you were just talking about, that it sets it's a precursor to basically start off a number of hormone pathways. Don't want to get too scientific, but it it's a supporting nutrient and helping your body um, regulate itself.
2: Who is perfect for needed? Um, I did read in your website it's also great for breastfeeding women, but of course, with you know they have to go check with their doctor first.
1: Sure. So. The beauty of this first product is that it really is important and mm-hmm. beneficial for everyone, from a young child, um, even a breastfeeding baby um, who's getting omega three from their mom, all the way through um, through elderly kind of populations. I have my dad taking our product; um, he's in his late seventies, and really the the common thread is that our target consumer is is a woman. Generally, women are making the health decisions Mm -hmm. for their family. They're even influencing, as in both of our cases, what their parents are doing in terms of health. Um, And we are really building a nutrition company around a target consumer who Mm -hmm. is curious about nutrition, does a lot of her own research, um, seeks out the recommendations of her health practitioner. And that could be anyone from a doctor to a doula, a nutritionist, a naturopath. Um, But she's really looking to empower broader nutrition and nourishment throughout her family. Um, We're focused with this first product on meeting her needs as well as, you know, the needs of her young children or her parents. And we have a a quiz on the website where our consumers can tailor their dosage and that of their families Mm -hmm. um, to their exact life phase. And then as we launch future products, um, they will also be tailored to life phases and Longer term, we're building a what we think of as a family mm-hmm. subscription plan that grows mm-hmm. and changes with the consumer as she and her family moves through different transitions in life, from pregnancy to mm-hmm. breastfeeding to um, having young kids who then need supplements. There is, as Ryan said earlier, a lot more to come for needed, but yeah. um, we like to focus on nailing one need at a time. And for right now, that's omega-3.
2: Yeah, Um, I noticed that you place importance on the community. Can you please share with us what the needed community is?
0: Yeah, I mean, truthfully, our community is broad and big, and we look to the community to bring many different types of people into needed because we believe that a lot of the best healing and nourishment is at the intersection of a lot of different disciplines. So we work regularly with Um, a diverse set of different types of practitioners ranging from MDs to acupuncturists to um, you know Chinese medicine doctors to the like along with putting them side by side with scientists Mm -hmm. and the consumer and I think this happens both internally as a company through our dialogue but then also how do we set up other events such that the community can interact with each other outside of us and we've started an event series that we call nourishment beyond nutrition um that has in a few different cities so far allowing people to come together both practitioners and consumers mm-hmm. side by side mm-hmm. to talk about How do they really truly nourish themselves in their lives? Because I think for so many of us, we realize again and again that even if you get everything right from a food perspective, there's so many other things that need to be layered on top of that, um, from family to community to sleep to the list goes on. And Mm -hmm. finding kind of space and time and connection is something that we are extraordinarily excited about empowering.
2: Yeah so um i've been reading lately that there are some certain foods um i'm sure you know of it that even vegetables or even fruits that don't work for every person you know so if you think about vegetables oh they're healthy so they're good for everyone with regards to omega-3 do you think uh, omega-3 is that one nutrient that is a standard for everyone and that it works for every person's um genetic
1: makeup so i think our perspective broadly is that there is no one-size-fits-all mm-hmm. approach to nutrition. Tailored is a very important value to us as a company and something we think about with everything that we do from our education to you know, the example of the liposome slider mm-hmm. on our website to dip in or dive deep depending on your needs. Um, I think truthfully there is no magic pill and I think that's where a lot of nutrition companies have gone wrong historically mm-hmm. is over promising and making making one nutrient like the hero and this is going to change your life but from our practitioner community that being said we do hear that you know if there is one nutrient that they could wave a magic wand and get their patients taking more of it would be omega-3 in in our diets in America and a lot of Western diets um, we have an excess of omega-6, which is found in in vegetable oils mm-hmm. and the like, um, you're now even finding it in foods that used to be a good source of omega-3, um, are just now, you know, pretty deficient in it. And mm-hmm. getting that balance of omega-3 to 6 is is really important. Um, and it's very difficult to do that through diet alone. As Ryan said, the plant-based sources aren't a reliable source of um, of omega-3. So you know, supplementation is generally pretty, pretty needed.
2: Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about you guys specifically Um, on a perfect day when you go home and you think to yourself that you have the best job in the world. How do you celebrate or how do you, you know, just think about that and just like, you know, just bask in that glory
0: (laughs) i think we're lucky that Mm -hmm. we i mean you get to go to work every day with one of your closest friends Mm -hmm. but at the same time we have an incredible team surrounding us and every day is really really different Mm -hmm. um but luckily there are many many more good days than there are bad and i think can list a whole host of sort of favorite things Mm -hmm. that over a couple of weeks you can look back on um as being really joyful and i think maybe for me two things that come to mind most directly are one um i love working with our scientific team in the mm-hmm. lab they have an energy and an excitement about what they do that is so contagious mm-hmm. that i always walk away just i want to learn more and getting excited about you know very technical biochemistry that can be very hard to get yeah. excited about at times <laughs> um and secondarily um I think working with our practitioner base um, again and again, diving into, you know, especially on future product development, how do we pick um, the next nutritional needs we want to go after and what in what form and what is the optimal supplier mm-hmm. and the like, and really understanding it from their perspective of what do they see every day in their patient bases um, allows us to feel kind of close to them, but also really close to that many more consumers, which is really exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I would, I would reiterate what Ryan said and add that what we're doing, I think in some ways, although we're focused one need at a time, we are going after a few things and trying to nail them all mm-hmm. um, simultaneously. So we try to divide and conquer a bit. Ryan focuses on m- ensuring that our products are mm. the best there could be. And, and, um, one of the areas that I spend a lot of time is, is working with our team uh, and our practitioner base around education. And, um, I think finding creative ways to translate complex science to the, to our consumers in a way that feels emotionally resonant and Mm -hmm. fun and beautiful to look at, but not just a pretty Instagram Mm -hmm. is hugely rewarding. And, um, Probably my my more energizing days are days where we're able to connect um, connect with the consumer in a way that that does emotionally resonate um, while also teaching them something new.
2: Mm-hmm. Talk to me how it's like working for your company and how is like you know how is it like there on a typical day and the core values that people have.
0: Yeah, Um, it's funny. I think there's a balance between we've heard from our teammates saying that this is a serious place, that Mm -hmm. we're on a mission to create real change. And I think that shows up and we come to the office to get things done and we really believe in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But we try to bring in a lot more to what we do than just straight execution. And I think one of the things that we come back to and one of our core values is we are about the whole and trying to figure out how are there how can a whole person really show up and understand what are all the other parts of us that allow us to perform that much better at work because those needs are getting met and we just had an offsite um, actually at my place earlier this week um, to make sure you know we were living up to that allowing folks to live their whole life and mm-hmm. setting those values and. I think it shows up in another way. We're big. Um, Second value is we own our own growth. Mm -hmm. So I think everyone having um, knowing that we are each on our own individual growth path and there's always more things to learn and work on. And how do we as a team um, be supportive of both the overall company's development efforts but also on an individual-by-individual basis? What are you working on?
1: Yeah, I think Ryan and I share a, a perspective that company culture. Although we were really intentional about what culture do we want to set for the company before we started building mm-hmm. a team, for a year and a half it was just the two of us, um, <laughs> and we had a lot of you know a lot of conversations about you know what what is our ideal culture. I think so much of it is is about hiring the right team, attracting the right like-minded folks where everybody brings something unique to the table but where we share a common mm-hmm. commitment to the mission a commitment to a growth mindset and a commit commitment to really helping to make one another and the company that we show up to every day as as best as it possibly can be and i think we feel really lucky that mm-hmm. it it's a very positive place to come to work and i think only getting
0: better with time like anything it's also on its cultures on its growth path too which um is great and where it should be yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: totally agree back to your earlier point just Uh a a fun kind of side note on our team um you know when it comes to to taste of the product i think that's something that has been a fun experiment (laughs) for our team and it it taste is one of those things that's so subjective and um there's members of our team that like to open the packet and and eat the powder yeah. straight up. They find it very neutral tasting. Mm-hmm. Other members of our team like to hide it in things that do have a little bit more of a flavor to it, like guacamole or, or hummus. Um, so we have a lot of fun in the office playing around with yeah. different recipes. One of our favorites is to make an afternoon sort of latte out of it. We've, oh, yeah. we've done turmeric, we've mm-hmm. done just a little bit of cacao, but
2: yeah.
1: bonding over different ways to incorporate Nutrition into our day is something that we all really enjoy. So you could really add it on to any type of food You on, can just mix it, it on to, top. You can mix it into foods that are um, That are the right temperature to consume mm-hmm. so you wouldn't want to bake with it You wouldn't want to cook mm-hmm. with it, but you can add it into something that is hot or cold okay. um, I would say some of our favorites are are things that have a bit of texture a little bit of flavor to it mashed banana Ooh. nut nut butters <laughs> smoothies um, different kind of beverage concoctions are, are generally all really good, but mm-hmm. we've had our, our um, community of practitioners and their patients try it in mm-hmm. for kids in in oatmeal and mac and cheese
0: and a number of other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we've seen it in a whole host of diversity, but as Julie was talking about early into tailoring, I think the beauty is figuring out where does it work for you and due to taste variation and all mm-hmm. in all of our palates, it does change person by person. And I mm-hmm. think do want to say that, like most health products, for some, there will be a little bit of an acquired taste yes. in this. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And I think to us, it tastes extraordinarily neutral because we're used to, yeah. you know, here in LA eating a bunch of funky oh, yeah. food. I, <laughs> yeah. I can, like, you know, think about it in terms of, um, I started drinking kombucha here in LA when I was, like, 10 or 11. Yeah. And... That was back when they didn't really have the, you know, the formula down exactly right. So mm-hmm. the bottles would explode in your car <laughs> when you got home. And everyone thought it was, I was drinking some crazy tonic. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think it's it's one of those things that you now see everywhere yeah. now. And we believe that there could be some similarities into this, that it's, it's really good. It's sustaining. Some people are going to love it. Like little kids that literally are Aww. just like licking it yeah. off with their hands and then, but also want to put the warning out there and sort of our, I think, core values of not overselling anything that yeah. um, for some, they are they might not want it in every single food, as you just mentioned. They'll mm-hmm. figure out what is the right way to tailor it for their day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. As you mentioned, for me, like if anything, if it has a certain taste, I actually like it better because I know, like, oh, I think it's healthy. (laughs) It's just psychological.
1: We've heard that feedback. It's it's interesting. In in some consumers who find it a little too neutral tasting, are like, I wonder if if there's really algae in there. So mm -hmm. it ranges, and I think it's it's all a learning. And um, with time, we will we will look to you know products that maybe do have a little bit of flavoring Mm -hmm. added on top of it. But starting with something that is. In a state that is as close to its natural state as possible was the priority with this product. Yeah, I agree. Can you take more than one packet a day? So we have three different dosages of the mm-hmm. product. Um, we have um 150 milligram, mm-hmm. 250 milligram, and 500. And and the quiz, as I mentioned, to help you tailor the mm-hmm. the dosage to um, your life stage and yeah. the amount of um, omega three rich fish that you're otherwise consuming. Um. With the dosage that you have here, yes, you could safely take um, more than one packet a day. And, um, mm-hmm. and you know, we would encourage folks who are interested to, to take the quiz, see what dosage is right for you and, mm-hmm. and go from there.
0: And we should probably say that sometimes the dosages, 150 milligrams of omega-3 can be a shock for those that mm-hmm. take a lot of supplements already as being wow, very low. I take 500, I take yeah. 1,000 milligrams. And we triangulated our dosages in combination with our you know, scientific community, mm-hmm. but also based off of early clinical results in yeah. and around our much better absorption. And that it's showing that we, as Julie, I think had mentioned before, are getting five times better absorption than your standard ethyl ester um, fish oil pill that you would get at a... Um, a large drugstore or the like. Um, so have adjusted dosages yeah. accordingly, but sometimes that can be a little bit of a shock factor at first. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I take at least two <laughs> cups of coffee a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you could have it in your
1: morning and your yeah. afternoon coffee. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so here at Hello Beauty, I ask the same question to all my guests. We have a philosophy. It's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give those who are trying to discover their beauty within?
0: I think what comes to mind just most immediately is that the beauty I see in people is them being themselves, is don't worry about someone else's expectations of you, be you, no matter how kind of quirky or goofy or um, direct or whatever it ends up being, that sort of you have it within you. You are special. You're put on this sort of we're all in this fabric of earth of being meaningful and you have it within you to fully be you and accomplish what you want to do. And I think that coming back to the most beautiful things I see in people is when they just are themselves.
1: Shifting the emphasis from living life for the goal being beauty, so you hear so much about getting your beauty sleep and eating certain foods for beauty. I think shifting the emphasis towards, you know, caring for yourself so that you feel nourished, at least in my experience, is what has led to feeling my most beautiful. And um, I think that I wish I had known that when I was a teenager. I think having that, um, that I guess, shifted perspective on what ultimately matters um, has has really I think for me led to led to the discovery of just feeling my best
2: Oh, beautiful what do you both like to do in your downtime
1: we share a lot of a a lot of similar I think back to our Stanford days Um, you could find us on nights before uh, before tests I remember one night in particular Ryan telling me we we're texting back and forth she's like I'm going to a yoga class I'm like that sounds great I'm gonna stop studying and go to yoga that sounds like what I need right now <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we both love yoga we're both certified yoga teachers oh, amazing both like to hike and
0: spend time with family and friends and yeah anything I you would mix I'm trying to think my brother and I are, grew up in LA we surfed a bunch as kids mm-hmm. but um since moving back we're we've been good about going out at least two times a week mm-hmm. and I think being in the ocean is Often, where I can feel most invigorated starting the day Um, but yeah a lot of it comes back to yoga or spending as much time outside yeah
2: yeah I mean for busy women
1: like you what is your advice to actually find that time I think it's it's you know you I think it's now becoming more commonly spoken about that that work-life balance is somewhat of an illusion I think maybe work-life integration is what feels more realistic Um, I don't, I think probably both of us don't work a a typical nine to six or nine to five. Um, our weeks look more like starting work early and then going for a run and then going Mm -hmm. to the office and then going to an event or, um, you know, doing a combination of work and, and finding balance, whether it's a weekday or a weekend. Um, but I think ultimately just making it a priority is, is you know, there's no easy way to kind of incorporate it into building a a successful company other than just being committed to to doing so.
0: Yeah, and I think I would just add maybe two more things of one, we're lucky that we'd now have amazing team members. So there's been a lot of learning in terms of how do we empower others because they're we're lucky to have more hands around the table that can contribute significantly too, though each one of us is going to need to find our own balance. And then the second is um, I think no matter what in life, and this was a lesson I think I learned early in high school where I was, you know, went to a school where you're assigned more homework than you ever could possibly do in a single night. So it was just back Mm -hmm. to prioritization and how do you get quick about, okay, what really matters? and spend more time maybe thinking or planning a little bit about what is the question they're really answering or what do I need to do in order to make every step a little bit more efficient um, has been a good trick that has worked for me again and again.
2: Cool. Um, What are your hair, makeup, and skincare routines, including products? Mm -hmm. You could just do a quick rundown.
1: I would say over the last few years, I've transitioned a lot of the products that I grew up using to more um, clean ingredient products. Um, one thing that I've stuck around from just a heritage product that I think I'll never let go of is mm-hmm. Ghirlane meteorites. Mm-hmm. It, it just reminds me of my mom. My mom, sister, and I all I'll use it. That's definitely a favorite product, especially on days where I feel a little less than lustrous um, if, if I haven't had a lot of sleep. And I'd say otherwise probably my Mason Pearson hairbrush that I've had since... I was three or four. I still have. um, I think there's nothing that that quite uh, makes my hair look as good as as that
0: brush. (laughs) Yeah, I've historically truthfully not had much of a beauty Mm. routine. I hate brushing my hair. I'm one that (laughs) embarrassingly like doesn't really like showering or really try to, so to have cleanliness at the office, but um, (laughs) sort of have relied on food and supplements really historically, that skin is your largest organ. And if I find that if I eat right and I manage stress appropriately, that most of the rest takes care of it but now as i'm you know starting to get a little bit older and worrying about healthy aging and the <laughs> like um i was referred to a, a skin care line um biology Rocher. oh my gosh! that yes. <laughs> i have started using i've been um in better habits around it um <laughs> versus not always being good in the morning and i think really resonated with what they're doing because it I think their philosophy and mission very much aligns with what we're trying to Mm -hmm. do at Needed and really how do you pull the best of both using mother nature as the guide and the plethora of natural ingredients that are out there while also using serious science and clinical rigor to back up and test um, your products. And um, for the moment, it seems to be a good add to my routine.
2: Amazing. So before I let you go, what are, is something exciting that's in store for you both and needed?
1: I think there's so much excitement on the horizon we launched last week, so um, I think, feel like many things that are really exciting yet to come, but one thing in particular that I think matters a ton to both of us is... The ability with time to partner with researchers on doing the the clinical work to prove that our products can really make a difference in people's health and in people's routines. And um, we have a budding partnership in the works studying our product for um, underserved communities, pregnant women um, in lower socioeconomic areas who struggle to take big pills and are therefore often challenged in being included in these research studies. And women, generally, most clinical research has been done on men, not on women. And the ability two years into starting this company to be able to contribute meaningfully to nutrition research and the health of women is profoundly meaningful. It's amazing.
2: What are your social channels?
1: We are on Instagram at nourishment is needed, and we're also on Facebook, although in less of a less of a robust way. Um, yeah. You can find us at um, at needed with a period.
2: Cool. Thank you so much, Ryan and Julie. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Thank you for having us. Thank yeah. you.